pretty excited. Uh, one, one thing I love about the health and fitness world is that there are so many real legends, not, it's not social media legends, but real legends, guys that did it, made a success and made a name from th themselves without a platform. And to me, that's, I'm old school, so I'm always gonna appreciate the guys that got in the trenches, won the shows, did something special and unique and stood out um, in the world of bodybuilding. And Steve Davis is who I'm gonna talk to today. And he's one of those guys. And the great thing about Steve is he trains at four in the morning around the same time I do. And I've always talked to him over the years, but he's a bright individual. I would say next to Frank Zane, he's, he dissects it like we do. Um, and there's so much knowledge here. And so for you guys out there, this is, I guess in today's day and age, you would call it a classic bodybuilder, but this guy was a big boy, 285 pounds. And I think that's one misstep that most of you guys think that classic are uh, smaller individuals. And you go back to the days, Steve Reeves was bigger than I am. Uh, these guys' bodies in, in person, I guess it was that old school in person meeting a Hollywood celebrity. They were 6'2", Warren Beatty, 6'3", just monsters in person. Um, powerful images, I guess you would say. Now, height is not everything. All that is not everything, but the structure, this guy's structure, and he trained with Frank Zane a lot, and they, he trained with everybody, but what he put together was a beautiful physique and the knowledge behind it. And so today, Steve Davis is gonna sit down with me and give you guys that information. And also, one thing I want you guys to pick up on is the diet, the training, and the, 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 the energy from him and how they work together. Because I'm still trying to pull today's fitness back to the 70s and 80s when I started. I just think it us as a community would be so much better. Iron sharpens iron. We all go through this. I know how tough you guys are training. I respect you. Let's bring Steve Davis. So let's jump back for a second, because to me, you're one of the, for me, you're one of those immense idols that I grew up with that I said, uh, what this guy's doing, I want to do. And so, and there's, it's cool that you're a friend. So I'm trying to separate the two things because you're a friend, but you're also like this, this child idol of mine that I grew up to. That, that allowed me to do and chase the dreams I'm chasing. And by the way, bravo. You're doing very well. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. But there's not a lot. There's you, there's Arnold, there's Lou, there's Robbie. Um, there's others. I was down with Frank Zane, mm -hmm. which a good buddy of yours again, another mm -hmm. training partner of yours and stuff. So it's... There's not a lot. And so I want to be selfish today. And I want to, I want to ask, because this is some of the stuff we were talking back there and what we talk about at the gym. <clears throat> Rep ranges, food, not so much for <clears throat> the greatest bodybuilder. But if you could go back, what would be some of the changes that you would make? And, and I'm trying to decide and figure out, is there changes? Because everybody talks about rep range. Too many sets and reps, a lot of supersets, which I believe in. Um, I like compound movements and supersets. But, you know, I don't think you need to do 30 sets three times a week. Isn't the idea to crush the muscle, 
feed the muscle, let it rest. Crush the muscle, feed, you know. So I think I was always negative, too much, not, not enough recruitment. And Joe Reader used to see me in my best shape and say, Ah, oh, Steve, if you only had 10 more pounds on your shoulders, how could you when I was doing the volume of work? Right. That's something I would have changed in retrospect. Okay, so, so I know I can put on size now if, if I was that old now knowing what I know. So what do you know now that you're telling young Steve to do? Oh, eat more often. Okay. And train heavier. But training heavier is bad for you. Doing pullovers that you just said that you like is bad for you yeah. in today's society. Who says that? The, the uh, weekend warriors, the, the internet experts. Don't you like pullovers? I love it. But remember, I'm a guy that believes in behind the neck, shoulder press, pull downs behind the neck. Uh, pullovers, anything to keep me open and flexible, mm -hmm. I absolutely love. And also, I love heavy weight because stress to the body, Wolf's Law, builds a stronger body for a longer time. I don't care about <clears throat> weightlifting in a sense. I care about being able to be able to do this kind of thing forever like Robbie does, like right. you do. Right. It's like, that's the ultimate goal. <clears throat> Mike, I've had both ulnar nerves transplanted <clears throat> for having done, for instance, six sets of triceps for triceps, right? Lying, uh, see what you do, six back here, six here, six here, 18 reps and doing that, I mean, silly, you know. Uh, so was it the exercise that was silly or the, the amount volume, of reps and the volume? The volume, I just wore out. I okay, so stay there. Out. Stay with the volume. Right. Because I'm trying to figure out, and I'm talking to all of us guys that are OGs, volume is something that society says you have to do. They says you've got to train this much. It's almost like two body parts a day. You've got to six days a week, and this is how you got to do it. And I'm finding that not only is that not right, you can't keep it for a lifetime. And, and you're so tunnel vision on in your 20s to be Mr. Olympia or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm 24, by 28 I want to be the greatest in the world. And then by 30, you're burnt out and destroyed and your body's destroyed and next 40 years you're walking around, hobbling around. Well, I blame the writers too of Muscle and Fitness and those magazines with the routines they used to write out. And remind, remember, we had no internet we had nothing but muscle and fitness. Right. Or my little favorite, Iron Man. Yep. Uh, muscle Mag. That's where you cover up right there because you were a cover. <laughs> Bob Kennedy and I were friends. Love Bob. Loved. He, he thought that I was a cross between Frank and Steve Reeves. And he liked that. I that agree. this type. I agree. But I, I know I'm not, uh, I am able, I would have been able to put on more density, but when you're doing a thousand reps, you know, it's impossible. So you would say the young you wouldn't do as much volume? Oh no. It's kind of like you light a match, ow, done. What I did, I lit the lighter. Intensity. Right. Hit it hard, 
you know, 10, 8, 6, 5, 3, 1, 1, done. That's it. But, you know, I never did that. There were many more sets of reps. I got so lucky doing it like that early. Mm -hmm. I think I discovered early that, uh, I, first of all, I wasn't recovering. And I was like, how, how do I recover? It, it, came, it became apparent to me, it wasn't about how much I destroyed in the gym, it's how well I recovered. Can I recover from a chest workout by the next workout? And if I can, then okay, cool. I'm, I'm right around that going over the fence kind of a thing. You know, it's like you come up to the fence, don't overtrain, don't go over the fence. And you were always going over the fence. You were like pushing it until you can't walk out of the gym. For instance, I, I don't know that I work biceps anymore. I have plenty of my back workout, one dumbbell row, barbell row, pull downs, all that. I don't, I mean, it's a little tiny little thing. Um, but back in the day, you know, barbell curls, incline curls, concentration curls, cable curls, way too much, I think, you know, for, for the end result to and click. So then my question would be, could you go back, still win Mr. World with your new philosophy of how you should have trained? Because you can't take away whatever you did worked. Right. And you won the worlds. And you won Mr. Uh, California, you missed the worlds. The answer is a thousand percent yes, because I'll be listening to Led Zeppelin and posing to Stairway to Heaven riff while these other guys are on their cell phones between sets. Bring them on. Bring on the new bodybuilder. Was posing a big thing? Yeah, because I came from a background of music teachers and ballerinas. So... Did posing help the body? Oh, definitely. Tell me how. Especially right before a show. Well, I mean, I, I haven't been around it a lot, but it used to always amaze me that guys would be... <laughs> could barely handle it. We went through our routine, so there was no thought process at all. You were in shape. You, and even the, the Mr. Olympias posed like shit. I mean, it's unbelievable. I thought Dorian Yates had a good routine. Uh, I, I think maybe Ronnie Coleman probably had a good routine. But a lot of them are just, you know, messing where you put your foot. <laughs> and now they all pose alike, right? The side chest here. They hit the side, the leg, you know. <clears throat> very almost homogenized. And, and you believe as a youngster, Maybe you should have done maybe a little bit better on the heavier weights in the sense. Yeah. Instead the more of more basic movements. You dead. didn't find that at Vince's. Right. The deadlift and stuff like that. And the military press. Uh -uh. Uh, yeah. uh, let's talk about pullovers. Let's talk about exercises that uh, Jeff reads a lot of the comments that are like, oh, if that's going to hurt you when you get older. I'm already older. And I've been doing these exercises since I was nine. But I believe there's exercises that are incredible for keeping us mobile and movement and, and, and healthy shoulders and healthy, you know, arms and elbows and knees and lower back that most people take for granted when they're in their 20s and lifting, but they don't realize that's going to catch up. Well, I'm going to have to give full credit to Frank Zane 
Um, this was always kind of a weak area for me, where the peck attaches mm -hmm. in the sternum. And I asked him, what do you think? He says, pullovers will clean up your chest. So he showed me how, and from that point forward, uh, at that point I was married to Ellen, and we lived in an apartment in Sherman Oaks, and I had a 90-pound dumbbell and a bench in the bedroom, a little tiny place, and a, a barbell with 185, so every morning, every day, pullovers and rows uh, in our little home and uh, our apartment. <laughs> every day. Yeah, you didn't overtrain. No, no not at all. <laughs> not at all. I was down there with him, and I was doing pullovers, and he was uh, he showed me his form on pullovers. Right. And my question to him was, but the internet trolls say that that will hurt you. And he says, instantly. It was so beautiful. He goes, and you know, Frank, he's a very soft-spoken, peaceful warrior. Right. He's like, it'll hurt them. It won't hurt me. And I love that answer. And it, it's funny because it's it's our belief. His is your shoulders, I think. He's healthy. Yeah, but it's it's like one of those things that our old school beliefs on on range of motion is. is I don't key. know how pullovers hurt you. They think it does. No, no, but they these guys nowadays. If you heard some of the things that they say hurt you, looking up hurts you. Moving your head hurts you oh. by just looking up. This is the kind of stuff they say nowadays, and so from you, somebody that's still doing this, still exercising, and you exercise intelligently. Now, do you now, agree? But you now. agree though. Yes. It's very intelligent. Yeah. And what's the goal of your training now? Healthy muscles. Okay. Um, I believe there's something to do with longevity. Um, I like to work with legs um, and then chest pullovers, shoulders, chest, triceps, and then pullovers, rowing, rear delts. That's our, my wife and I, that's our work. Some of the stuff that I see you do with TR is like squats. Still yeah. kicking that butt back, shins up. Right. Range of motion. Right. Well, I never knew that. You're not supposed to go forward. I never knew that. You never had that powerlifting background mm -mm. from that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's crazy to grow. You were just fine-tuned for bodybuilding. Agreed? Well, I mean, I did <laughs> I did take a trip to York, PA. Okay. And uh, on a gloomy, horrible day, and went into the gym. Nobody was there. Hoffman wasn't there. Uh, uh, Stanko or Gremick, nobody was there. But they had a lot of equipment. And um, I wasn't that impressed, but I loved the bakeries in York, PA. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't know about powerlifting. <laughs> and even, like you go to UCLA now, their weight room has everything. Our weight room in Bur at Burroughs High had you know, those long benches outdoors. That was our bench, and guys would share. Uh, and you put two together and do dips in the rear. There were no squat racks, just barbells. And you still created that physique. Yeah. I guess just for me, it's just. I in other words, I never had, I never had trouble um, uh, building my chest. So therefore, mass is, is possible. But um, what was a stubborn body part for you then? Besides back, 
I never worked my back right. Um, no, no, everything grew. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty tough in today's society, because everybody has those stubborn body parts. Now I didn't, and, and, and I'm wondering if there's something about how they're training now relative to what we did. Look, um, I gave Frank credit for the pullovers. Yep. I'm going to give my mother credit uh, for having a female version of Steve Reeves' frame, and my father for having the thinnest paper tissue skin in the world, and those were my parents. The genetics. Right. Incline bench, flat bench? Incline. Uh, shoulder press, good or bad? Great. Pullovers, good or bad? Excellent. Squatting correctly, good or bad? Great. Deadlifts? 100%. I may not do them your way. Mm -hmm. I would do them more like just getting the, the, the feel. Yeah. And then here. A partial. Here, look at that back. Look at that. Doesn't look like a cast anymore. It looks like you got a little <laughs> back there, buddy. I love that. What would you uh, finish by saying to these kids today? How so? What would you want them to understand from somebody that's done this for a lifetime? And you did, you started in high school and you still do it today. And you took it to the top level. <clears throat> um, Nutrition over everything? Yeah, I mean, isn't it true? I'm asking you now. <laughs> Diet and nutrition are 99%. It really is. Mm -hmm. And it's all the time. It's not just... Right. just you're, you're heavy. I'm off-season, yeah. Right. I'm healing the body and making muscles. Are you 300? I least? am. Yeah. Um, one of the things I believe is that it's all year. <clears throat> There's no time off the nutrition. Right. You're always... For me, I'm always working towards a goal. Mm -hmm. Whatever that goal is. But it's always nutrition. nutrition. Well, I, I copied uh, Bruce Randall. Um, he was from uh, London. Okay. He went from 220 to 320 and lost the weight down, which is what I did, and won the NABA. He won the universe? Yeah. Uh-huh. Bruce Randall. That was who I copied. So, back in the day, there was a lot of... Uh, it's interesting because you look at photos and you can mm -hmm. kind of see Franco off-season... Uh, Arnold off season and then getting ready for the show. Did you guys, when your off season was, did you guys stop lifting? Did you stop nutrition? Did it change? Did it change for you? What did, what was the difference back then to today? Put on 20 pounds of mass. Calories up? Yeah. Larry Scott used to say if I can add five pounds of muscle every year, I'm happy. That's not a lot. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's one of my beliefs. I think I grew up with that. I think that was the but mindset. A five back pound then. filet mignon is nice. And if you can spread that around, especially in areas you're trying to bring up to have balance, that's a good amount. It's a huge difference. And if you do it three years in a row, that's 15 pounds. When you stepped on stage, maybe not 79 because of the flight, but maybe 81 Olympia, what was your weight? 98. 98? Yeah. Off-season? 220. 220? Yeah. So it's not much of a cut there. No. Did you play with water back then? You mean I take uh, 
diuretics or anything like that, I, or, or I hold never, off on water. I tried Lasix, um, okay. but I never, uh, I never needed it. You already had that thin skin from Dad. Well, but more importantly, I was in shape a week before the show. Okay. So I didn't have to carb load. I had just another day. And as I got closer, I did less work, more sun, practice posing, and um, uh, that made the difference. And you didn't carb load? No way. Mm -mm. You liked how you looked? Yeah, I, I was right on the money. Wow. There was a couple others that didn't do that. Uh, when, uh, like Eddie Giuliani. Eddie? Great guy. Great cat. Um, a lot of those guys talked about they didn't carb load as much as they do today. Draper had a bowl of pasta. That's not much. No, no. I mean, because today they're eating three, four, five hundred grams of carbohydrates, where a bowl of pasta is fifty grams. Hmm. Yeah, so it's it's. A, See, I don't believe in that, Mike. I like to be here. But you're all about feel. No, but I don't want to have to come in, you know, on Thursday and say, oh, don't worry. Right, right, and then come up. No, no, it's not for me. I want to be ready ahead of time. Did some of the guys carb up? Some guys didn't? Did you guys well, talk back I then? told you about Pete Bernkowski. He ate a whole cherry cake on, on the Arrow, way over to <laughs> Why don't you do something instead of uh, lifting? Why don't you just do, like, a lot of the guys go look, yoga or they go completely away from lifting? Look, I'm a horseman. Okay. Um, uh, I was a professional skier. Okay. Um, uh, I was an athlete, always have been, but there's something primal to my makeup about working out. Good term. Good term. I think that's... Uh... And you know what, my, what, besides saying Steve Reeves, the story of Milo. Do you know that story? I, of course I do. That's where my birthday squats came from. So you'll understand this, and we'll explain to these people. Uh, Milo was, I don't know if it's a Greek mythology. Is it Greek mm -hmm. mythology? Okay, yeah. so my belief is when I turned 17, and I did 17 squ squats with 315 mm -hmm. on my birthday, and every year I would do that. Right. And so the reps would go up regardless of the age. And I would continue that pattern God into my bless 30s you and 40s. Knowing that story. Of course, but that's, it, it, that's it, it's, the best in the world. It, for you guys at home that don't know, uh, we'll put up uh, uh, the basic story of this, but I want to hear it from you. Well, my understanding um, was the little boy, Milo, was given uh, uh, a calf. And it was his idea to put the calf on his shoulders and walk up the hill. And every day, the calf got bigger and heavier. Milo got stronger and older. And voila, progressive weight training was built. Right. So it's a great story. It's, it's a beautiful life. I love the image because it shows a young boy with a calf on his shoulder and then it shows the uh, strong older man with the bull on the shoulder. Right. And what people go, oh, look at it. It's like, no. It's the same for him. That weight is the same percentage-wise. He never got bigger because he got stronger. And so I think it's just a beautiful thing. Right. And I believe that's weightlifting, if done correctly. Right. I, I didn't complete 
my master's degree. But my thesis was the use of progressive weight training to improve the self-image of mentally abused children. What made you decide that? Because, uh, let's say I'm working with you. Mm -hmm. Your parents say, Mike, you're never going to amount to anything. Go up to your room. And pretty soon you internalize that kind of negative onslaught and you're young. So I thought that if I could take you and one day you lift five pound dumbbells, and we put that in the chart, the next week 7.5, oh, uh, uh, the next week 10, you were being successful. And to me, that was the Milo story made relevant to today's youth. And I started winning contests and didn't finish my master's. Well, you finished today. Right. You crushed it today. You gave these guys insight. <laughs> now, I've talked to you over the years about wanting to sit down. These kids today that are mm -hmm. coming up that want to be on the covers of magazines like you, want to be a Mr. World like you, to be also not just someone that's relevant to that era that that we talk about today, when we talk about the golden era, you're part of that. That's you. That's you. That's Frank. That's these guys. You know, I was um, going to UCLA, uh, history, English, and when I was in the library, I was looking at nutrition books. So I was immersed in, in the desire to make it a scientific pursuit. And, um, you know, um, it's, it might, the, the cell phones um, have changed the reality, you know, both good and bad, um, but you, there's so much awareness to develop about each person's, your, your body is your temple. And I think if people focused on that and said, okay, so I want to have this kind of shape, I'm going to work out like this, have a, you need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was never one to write things down. I have a pretty good uh, recall, but I was listening to Dorian. Every single set, in the rep, I, I, I don't need that. I know where I was last time. But in a way, I guess I can understand this. To each their own kind of a thing. If that works right, for you, great. Right, if it right. doesn't work for you. <clears throat> right, but you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Here we are with all these uh, slogans. Um, it takes a while. Yeah. How long have you been working on, Mike? 45 years. Right. And for me, I would say 62. So we learned. And I'm, I'll learn tomorrow. Watch me. You know, I, I agree. I, I guess for me, if we're going to finish off with anything here, I think regardless of the time we've been in here and the people that you've rubbed <clears throat> elbows with and learned from, <clears throat> you're still learning. Oh, amen. And, and I think that's an amazing thing. Because you're at the pinnacle of the, the mountain. You're, when you're, you're ripe, you're rotten. When you're green, you're growing. Whoa, look at you. I'm going to snake that one. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I love it, man. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, <laughs> that's the man right there, Steve Davis. So much information. Great guy. Um, like I said, Tell me what impressed you, because what impressed me, and I want to hear from you guys, what impressed me 
is the gyms that he was training at up in Hollywood, Burbank, no squat rack. Um, at Vince's, you couldn't even do legs really unless you did like maybe old school hack squats or something. But they got such amazing physiques, a physiques that I prefer then compared to now. No disrespect to the guys today. 100% you guys work your asses off. Just my taste on it is that I prefer that type of physique that is globally appreciated, not the small one percents. And again, that's just my take. Everybody has their opinion on artwork and I understand that. But to do that and create those physiques with so little, I think that's the most impressive thing in the way they ate and the information that they had back then compared to today you guys get so freaking much information and you're still confused back then it was such a minute amount of information and they did it right or they did it healthy enough to where he's still sitting here today looking beautiful um again man i'm gonna bring you some of these guys next up is lee haney we got um lee labrada and then back down to see Frank Zane. And then we got some incredible guests from the big time movie world, Terry Crews, Frank Garillo, Jonathan Sheck. So stay with us guys. I'm bringing you everybody from every walks of this world. This is the Titan Show. Talk to you.